Yo, I'm Will Blackman. This is Upsets and Underdogs presented by WinBet. This episode, we are recapping the conference championship games. We had some fantastic games throughout the playoffs, and this past weekend did not disappoint. There's a ton to talk about, so let's get into it. This show is brought to you by WinBet. The NFL playoffs are here, and there's still plenty of time to get in on the action. So right now, download the WinBet app and start winning today. New users can take advantage of WinBets. Bet $1, win $100 offer. If you bet just $1, you can win a free $100 bet on almost any sport. NFL, NBA, NHL, MLB, college football, UFC, boxing, and more. And they're also offering a 200% wager matchup up to $1,500. For all the details on these offers, download the WinBet app now and set the odds in your favor. Offer so that to change terms, conditions at winbet.com must be 21 or older and present in the state where WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. And my dog, Nick Dez Lamb, what is good? I see you on the gram with the jujitsu. Okay. All right. Oh, you know, okay. I'm out here, man. I, I was going to tag you in a video the other day because I was cranking out these deadlifts. And I know how you told me, like, yo, dude, you got to lift, man. Yeah, no, I, I'm, today's the day. Today's the day. I'm getting right back at it. I just found like one of my old school performance programs and I'm just like, I'm going to go nuts. I got to get I got to get lean. You know, I'm about, you know, like I said, I think I said this probably 20 episodes ago that I'm 222. I need to lose some weight. And I just I've been so swamped, but it's time for me to go. You're going to see a lean, lean. Well, Blackburn, I might, I might pull an Eric Weddle next year. Just be on standby, <laughs> just in case. <laughs> I was gonna say you probably feel inspired by Eric Weddle. You know what it is? <laughs> it's so funny. Like right now, like my knee and my hips are totally jacked up, and it's so weird. Like once you stop playing, your body literally, like I, I feel like, how can I say this? Yeah, almost, almost like, uh, I don't know. I feel like regular. <laughs> it's it is it's so weird i've been training and playing my whole life like all these superpowers you know and just like even just to dunk the ball you know i have to like muster up so much energy just to dunk the dunk the basketball so it's like no i'm gonna get back into it um it's funny i linked up with that guy um ben patrick i think his name is yeah ben patrick he's the uh the knees over toes guy yeah. And he's been talking about all of, um, yeah, Ben Patrick, of just like knee health, you know. So I've been doing some of his mobility stuff because the biggest thing for me is when I have all those surgeries on my left knee, um, it really messed up my range of motion. So I've been doing those like at night. You, so I'm like, uh oh, you know, I'm getting some mobility back. <laughs> Once I get these hips right, you just never know. 38 years old, ah, you know what I'm saying? You never know, man. You know, this year, this year had a couple. This year had a couple calls from some teams. They're like, "Hey, what do you think about this guy?" Like they were real looking for some veterans. I almost feel like they were looking for me to offer myself up. Like, hey, man, like I'm good actually. Like, what's up? (laughs) (laughs) No way, I could not. Even though it would be super cool because, you know. Our kids got to see me play. My daughter really doesn't remember much. And our son, he remembers, but he was still small. But they would really, really, really appreciate it now. Like, that would be super cool. Man, that'd be sick. That'd be so fun. I'd definitely get tickets to a game, right? Like, I mean, I'm not even going to take a no as an answer. I'm being honest with you. Well, I am, I'm only allowed a certain few. So well, how about this? I'll, I'll buy them and you pay them face value. And then we're good to go. 
right. Uh, I don't know, man. Actually, I don't like the sound of that, but we could we could move on to this one. We'll talk off air. But <laughs> speaking of, actually, hold on. I need to. Where is my? Hold on. Where is my? I don't know what my conference championship hat is. It's somewhere in this office. I need to wear mine. But yes, conference championship weekend. It was one um, that caught everybody off guard. I would say, uh, uh, super, super exciting, thrilling. So let's get let's just get right to it. And we talk about them then. We don't need a banter. We just, let's get right to it. I have nothing else to talk about but these games. Um, so my picks were the Bengals and the Rams. So, I went one and one. Uh, the props I picked to hit were Cooper Cup anytime score, of course. I mean that was that was pretty easy. So, my overall record was four and five. My regular season record was twenty two and twenty eight. Nick, talk to me. So regular season, I went twenty three and twenty seven. I beat you there. Playoff record five and four beat you there. So, you know, the the crown remains here in both regular season and the postseason. I was on the Chiefs and the Niners. You mentioned you were on the Bengals and the Rams, both won, but you took them with the points. That's why you went one and one. Just wanted to elaborate there. Yeah. I was on OBJ anytime TD score. That didn't hit, but I went back and I re-listened to that. And we we were both spot on on the breakdown of him having a monster game. And we'll get into that in just a second. Um, but yeah, man, it, it was it was a fun weekend. It was a really fun weekend uh, of games for sure. And well, real quick. So I, I didn't go to, you know, I went to Buffalo State, a D3 school, right? I didn't go to no Division One. Growing up in New York City, we don't really have a, a D1 school that everyone really cares about. Maybe St. John's, but they don't got a football team. So right. many years ago. When Dak Prescott used to be on Mississippi State, we stumble into this bar in the city called Legends Bar. Turns out to be a <laughs> turns out to be an LSU alumni bar. So they're throwing the beads, they're doing like Mardi Gras themes and all that. So ever since then, my friends and I became adopted LSU fans. Reason why I bring this up: yesterday I go to Legends Bar to watch the Bengals game, and you would have thought it was in Baton Rouge. Like they were going bullet. Everybody was for the Bengals. I think I know one friend of mine who's a Bengals fan from like Chad Johnson days and he kind of just like stood the test of time but I feel like every Cincinnati Bengals fan in the whole New York City was in that bar it was wild no question about it plus what was what was your mascot at Buffalo State oh a tiger oh Bengal Bengal you don't even know your own mascot <laughs> I know man it's been so long it's been like a decade for me dude the Bengals <laughs> yeah, the, yeah but you know what Bengals. the reason why is because Everyone would watch the games in their house. There was nothing. So I think because this was such a rare occasion for them to actually even just be in the conference championship game, like everyone came out the woodworks to meet up. So it was it was time and exciting. But before we get to that, let's talk about the Rams finally getting it done. They finally beat the 49ers. They beat them 20 to 17. Um, they end the six game losing streak to the 49ers, man. Um this was so interesting. It here's the thing. I have now when I say this, this isn't because like I don't dislike I don't dislike them. But 49er fans are super annoying. <laughs> in a in a funny way. I have, like I said, no ill, nothing negative to them, no nothing crazy. But man, they are just super passionate and prideful and just annoying as hell, right? And 
And I, you know, I made a, I made a statement earlier this week. I said, look, I said, if the Ram safeties come down and smack some people and hit this weekend, the Rams will win. And the reason why I made that observation is because you look at, especially this year, the, the 49ers ran for over 100 yards twice in both wins. And that's because they punished this defense, especially the safeties, because they made them. Kyle Shanahan does a great job of forcing the defensive backs to come up and tackle. And just because like you cannot be afraid to hit, but over time, it's going to get exhausting. It is tired, especially if you're, you know, if you're undersized, it's it's exhausting. Unless you're built like Cam Chancellor, like you're going to be tired and your body's going to wear out and it's going to be brutal all game long. But I said this, it, that's what it's going to take. So when I said that, that that's what the Rams safeties have to do. They're like, then they can't hit anybody. Like you're crazy. You're drunk. You're drinking too much wine. Like they were going off on me talking <laughs> about like, it's impossible. And I'm like, guys, you're misreading it. I said, if like they're going to, that's what they have to do in order to, when I say they're going to do that, that's what they're going to have to do. And boy, did they come out and make some hits this weekend. Did they ever? Okay. I'm glad Debo got up, but man, he came through and that was a perfect hit uh, by the safety. And also, you you see you see the safeties come up in the runs, especially in the beginning. Eric Weddle was jumping in on the pile, getting it done. And you look at the stat sheet, and the 49ers had 50 yards rushing. 50 yards rushing. So my point is everyone stood up, got it done. Now, sure, guys weren't getting hit all game, but guys were being physical. And that's the whole point of that comment. Like people were being physical and you have to be in order to beat this 49ers team. And that's exactly what they did. And again, Cooper Cup is just, I mean, I don't know what, there's no game plan for this dude. Like he's going to get his regardless, regardless. He, so he had, he had a 142 yards receiving one. I think 100 of those yards came in on third down. Third down. I mean, it's it's mind-boggling to me. And then uh, OBJ had nine catches for 113, but he had a tough nine catches for 113. I mean, they were key situations. He was finding great areas in, in the coverage, um, moving the chains, key first downs, key plays, taking the hits. Uh, so they were he, like, grinded out those 113. He earned those 113. So that was, that was really cool to see. And then, you know, I also add Cooper Cup's two touchdowns. So that's just it, it's it's crazy how they just can't defend him. And then Stafford, man, I mean, I couldn't be more happy for a guy um in terms of in terms of like career wise, you know. Um I know like the conversation is, you know, who's who is it more important to? I saw it on I saw it on ESPN this morning. Is it, you know, validate for Matt Stafford's career or OBJ's career. And I would say it's it's different. It's different reasons. Because OBJ, it helped him because everyone tried to assassinate his character, who he is as a person, who he is as a teammate, and what have you. For because no one ever denied or questioned his talent. Now I will say yes, people people were saying like he's washed when he was in Cleveland. He can't do this and do that because he wasn't as exciting as he was in prior years. And then for Stafford, this this is what he needed for his career. No one ever questioned his character, who he is as a person. But I think this right here was more so about his career. Just to 
just to get the playoff wins, just to actually advance to the Super Bowl. That's why it was like, yeah, job's not finished. They got one more game, but celebrate this as if you won the damn game because he's never been in this position before in, in his career. And that's a long, that's a long ass time. And then, you know, let's talk about the Niners. Once again, they, they stopped giving Depot the football. Once again, now I don't know. Maybe maybe he was really hurt. You know, maybe maybe we can look at that. But they just stopped giving him the football, putting him in position to to help this team win. Because he, frankly, he's the only one that did anything on this team. Um, and then sure we can talk about the the, the dropped interception by Tart, but also, but we can also talk about the two dropped touchdowns by the, by the by the Rams. You know, they catch those touchdowns and we're not even talking about that interception. So a lot went on. But again, outstanding play by the Rams for the simple fact. Also, too, you know, that stat where McVay is pretty much is going to win the game. if He's leading at the half. He was not leading at the half. And they came through. They showed that big moment with Aaron Donald talking to the whole defense and just getting riled up. So, yeah, the the. The leaders led and the playmakers made their plays. Like everything just worked out how it should have for the Rams. So talk to me about this game. Nick well, Davis. Real, real quick, I want to just uh, confirm. You're right. Seven catches for 108 and two touchdowns. That's just on third down. Right. And Will, watching that game, it's so wild to me when I feel like that's what separates the elite of the elite, especially at receiver. When you know, guys at the bar that I was at were just saying, oh, this is going to cup, right? So it's like everybody knows the ball's going to go there and they still just convert. Right. Why is that? Like, how does that happen? Because obviously, like, the uh, the opposing team, like the Niners in this situation also know that. Like, So, like, do they blanket coverage? Like, what's the kind of – how does this happen? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a combination of just – how can I say this? So it's it's not even so much like when you when you look at a player and you see how talented they are and you're trying to stop them, trying to figure them out. Like, yes, that's it's probably hard in itself to stop that player because they're so good. But what's even more difficult to to defend is when a player is that good, when a quarterback is that good and they're on the same page like you can't defend that. You cannot defend when a quarterback an elite quarterback and elite receiver are in sync. Like, forget about it. You know, you go all the way back to, you know, the 80s. And, I mean, Jerry Rice was in sync with Joe Montana and and Steve Young. And, and frankly, that's why he has so many yards. Just in sync with them to make big plays. And that's what it was. Even that key, that third down where they blitzed and he caught it and, you know, put him in great position. And, you know, he stood up and was screaming, yelling because he knows how big that was. He was surrounded. In just that little window, Stafford knew where to throw it. Stafford had the ability to get the ball there. And Cup made a key catch in coverage and got it done. So that's 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 the hardest thing for is what I learned playing is sometimes, man, is you you can see all the routes that they run. You can study all this, that, and the third, but man, when they're in sync, like it's forget about it, you know? Like you, you look over in, in Green Bay, that's how Devontae and Aaron is. You know, back in the day, that's how AB and Big Ben were. That's why, that's where I, I first started thinking about it is 
when players are in sync with their quarterbacks. I go to my rookie year when my first practice where I had to cover uh, Brett Favre. I mean, I had to cover Donald Driver with Brett mm-hmm. Favre throwing the football, you know, and Donald wasn't even looking for the ball. And he just turned around the balls there. Like they, they were just in that. So that's that's what it is with Cooper Cup. We can say all these things, but man, his his connection with a quarterback, along with his intelligence, is why he's always open. So, there's my long winded answer to your question. <laughs> nah, I love it. I love it. That I mean, that's great getting the insight from the players. Yeah. So, well, this this game in particular, all week the line stayed at three and a half. Didn't mm-hmm. move. Didn't budge. Didn't go up. Nothing. Uh, majority of the money came in on the San Francisco side against the spread. And the under was very popular. A lot of people were on the under yeah. in this game. And it hit rather comfortably, too. These teams also historically, Will, when you play a team a second and third time, less and less points get scored. Right. Obviously, there's anom- uh, th- there's like exceptions to the rule. And that second game went into overtime and whatnot. Yeah, so over time, you do see some games go over. But in-division opponents, as the season goes on, the more matchups, lower scoring. And this game, the craziest thing about it was uh, I loved some of your tweets and what you were saying, even coming into this one, like Stafford and Odell, right? Just how the narrative has flipped so many times on these guys. And I just feel like in sports and even like in life in general, so much of your success is like where you end up, yeah. like what, what team drafts you, uh, what company signs you and the platform that they give you. So you know, Odell, you you were the one that told me about how, you know, the system didn't fit him in Cleveland, right? And then Stafford, I mean, I always make this joke how the Lions claim to fame is their two goats retired early because they didn't want to be with that organization right. anymore. So it's like he leaves and he goes to a real team like like the Rams, and he's won as many playoff games, 3-0 and in the playoffs with the Rams, where with the Lions, he was 0-3 in the playoffs. So so much changes for players when they go to good situations. That's that's massive. That's that's everything because um, it is a lot of it is right place, right time, right system. You know, um, you know. I, I spoke to a rookie this year who played, and he, you know, he was like, "Man, a team that he was he was on was almost made him not like football anymore because there was just so much drama going on within the organization." So. Yeah, it all depends. It is right place. It is right time. Sometimes guys are a victim of the system. Sometimes a victim of the organization. And yeah, you just you just leave somewhere, and all of a sudden you just you just blossom, man. Or you know you go somewhere, and and you you just bring some kind of life to them. So shout out to Les Snee for pulling that trigger, man. And I mean that right there warrants executive of the year. <laughs> You you make a move like that and you you get to where you want to go. Like that's 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 how you do it. That's what you're supposed to do. You know, he literally really, really went all in. So man oh man, outstanding. Congrats to the to the Rams, man, and uh, repping a home game. So that's gonna be cool. Cause that game was packed full of 49er people, man. So it's been real quiet on my timeline, I must say. And I'm not saying it as shade, I'm just saying because they are loud. They are brave. They are loud. They are loud, man. And uh, gosh, I remember playing against them in the conference championship game in, in 2012. They were just reckless, dude. Even after the game when we won, they were reckless. Reckless. Uh, 
One of my favorite <laughs> games ever, man. I oh loved it. God. Quiet them up. <laughs> All right, this show is brought to you by WinBet. The Super Bowl is right around the corner, so what are you waiting for? Download the WinBet app and start winning today. New users can take advantage of WinBet's bet $1, win $100 offer. If you bet just $1, you can win a free $100 bet on almost any sport. NFL, NBA, NHL, MLB, college football, UFC, boxing, and more. And they're also offering a 2% wager matchup up to $1,500. Nick, there is so much going on this week. What are you liking on the app? Well, I like that I don't really need to focus on football, get a nice little break from it until next week with the Super Bowl. But uh, going back to the UFC, man, UFC is back. They have a nice card. And there are a couple of live underdogs that I like. Jack Hermanson is in the main event. I think it's a huge step up for his opponent, Sean Strickland. Uh, Also, Nick Maximov is plus 160. He's part of the Nick Diaz army. He's a guy who's fighting a fighter in Soriano who's kind of like one win, two losses, wins, loses. So that's a nice target that I have over there at plus 160. And that's about it, man. The MMA coming up once again. I think they have a card will until the early stages of April every weekend starting this weekend. So you know me, man. That octagon just gets me excited. So uh, I'm excited for these cards. Yeah, and I'm excited. Yeah, that, that's gonna be cool. And this weekend, you got you got Thurman and Barrios. That's gonna be a really, really good fight because these are two guys that will just go in there, light it up, and, and will trade. You know, Thurman's coming back. Thurman has a haircut. Uh, Barrios had that nice battle, but got knocked out versus Javante Davis. So that's gonna be a really, really cool fight to see. Check out this weekend. Get out on the action. So. For all the details on the offers we mentioned, download WinBet now and set the odds in your favor. Offer subject to change, term and condition at WinBet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where WinBet is available to you. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. And number two is actually the upset of the week. I mean, a legit crazy upset, man. Okay, Bengals end up going to Kansas City, beating the Chiefs 27 to 24 as a plus 275 money line under dog Joey Burrow. Dog, dude. I'm trying to tell you it is it is it is absolutely impressive. I I've been saying it. It it <laughs> he, he has he has that Brady feel. There's like that Brady that calm Go to the sideline like it's all good. Let me sit there and think about it. Assess what's going on. That Brady energy. They beat the Chiefs twice this year in Cincinnati and in Kansas City. Just, 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 just fantastic, man. And I don't even. <laughs> it's wild when they when they went up twenty-one to three. I'm like, okay, this this is gonna get ugly because they were just yep. doing whatever they wanted to do. And I'm like, this, they're just going to keep scoring, keep scoring. And you, the Bengals just couldn't figure it out. And, and man, oh man, it just, the second half was a completely different story. It's a completely different game. The second half almost looked like the second half or like the last quarter of the Super Bowl, you know, where Mahomes is running around doing all kinds of crazy stuff, kind of looking, looking exactly how he looked in the first half of the season. You know, that's kind of what it reminded me of. I was like, man, just, just keep it simple and basic. Just why why are you getting out of character? Especially, especially once they were up twenty one to three. It's like now nah, let's just chill and you know take take what they give us and run the football and just let's just run our plays. But 
it just it just went crazy. And man, the the Bengals just came through and, and made their plays on offense and made their plays on defense and got them to where he wanted to go, got into overtime, got a stop on defense, and went down there and <laughs> ended up winning the game for them. So it was crazy. It's it's first of all, I'm happy for the the Bengals. Uh, it's been a long, long, long time to even be in this situation. And what a what a three year turnaround uh, to do this. You you get the guy. You know that's this is why you draft a guy number one overall is for for situations like this. And um, Joe, Joe Burrow, his his energy, his swagger, his whatever it is, man, it just permeate throughout the entire building and just when you have somebody like that in your organization where you're like man we have a guy that gives us a chance as a player as a coach as whoever even even if you're working the mailroom or you're the custodian you know you're like man this one person gives us purpose you know gives us purpose he he excites you to come to work today because you have something that that gives you hope and that's what he did that to that entire building, to that entire organization, and it's and it's super cool, man. It's funny because they every game they celebrate like they're the ninety Bulls, man, like Jordan's Bulls having cigars and like yesterday they had shots after the game in the locker room. So man, that's pretty wild, man. Just before we talk more about this, uh, talked about some gambling takeaways on this, man. Well, I feel like you, you've become an adopted Cincinnati Bengals fan. I mean, your tweets throughout the year. You, you've been, you know like, what it is? I, it's not even so much. It, it is not the Bengals. I just really, I really see it in Joe Burrow. It's more so like him. Like, I just see it with him. Yeah, no, and you're right. Like, the past few years, like, even I have a tweet from last year where I'm like, the Bengals need to do everything in their power to the do right by Joe Burrow because they they have this is their guy, the the future is bright. They were in good hands, right? And then obviously we talked earlier about you know the the draft tweet where they got uh, Jamar Chase. I'm like, relax, guys. Like you you have you have somebody he has an instant connection with already. Like they went berserk in college. Wouldn't you want that replicated in the NFL? Wouldn't you, like wouldn't you want that? Oh, we gotta protect them. Yes, because that's what. The TV media is saying, like, you got to protect. You. Yeah, of course, you, you do have to protect them. But if there's a guy right there where you're like, OK, th- this is going to be it, then you go do that. And sure enough, it paid off. And guess what, guys? You're in the Super Bowl and you got some dough next year. You can go get all the linemen you want and run it back because you got these young guys for a while on the contract. Yep. So. I'm That's just exactly. Big, I'm just a big Burrow, huge. Bur- I'm convinced Joe Burrow sleeps at night with a do rag. I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> I'm convinced. I'm convinced, bro. He does. He puts sport in waves and sleeps with a do rag. You know, one of my friends sent me um, one of your tweets, Will, and he's like, "Man, why didn't we listen to him? Because you put a you put a video of Joe Burrow doing like that that gap. Oh, the gap dance. dance, yeah." And uh, your tweet was, man, the Bengals really might, in all caps, get this done. And then you wrote, indeed they did. He's like, oh, they're a plus 275, man. Why are we sleeping at the wheel? <laughs> yeah. Like, I be say, I'm, I say stuff not – I know I'm, I joke around a lot, and I'm always kidding, like, uh, a lot. But sometimes I say some stuff. I'm like, hey, man, like, if they do this or, hey, this is possible. And everyone's like, you're crazy. You're nuts. 
if what? They're not going to do anything. And everyone just got. So I, I was being petty yesterday. And I did like all those tweets that were talking. So <laughs> I, I did. It. I'm the same way, man. I went there and I liked every single one of people talking, especially the ones about the Rams and the Niners. They were blasting me with that one. I mean, that one got like almost damn near like 70 quote tweets, quote retweets. Like, oh, you're nuts. Da, da, da. Even my boy Eric Crocker was like laughing at me. And then I liked his tweet and he tweeted me back. He said, don't you do that, Will. And I knew exactly what he was talking about. Oh man! Hey, Will, what do you what do you make of what happened to the Chiefs too? Like, I, I think that's a that's a that's a historic kind of monumental collapse by them, man. Twenty one three, you know, the decision before the half to not take the points there to make it twenty four to three, and then the second half again. This is the second time that they play the Bengals, and one of the reasons why I was so high on the Chiefs coming into this game was, you know, they're at home. Mahomes is a beast at home, especially in the playoffs, both against the number and straight up. All the trends were backing the Chiefs. And I was just saying to myself, there's no way that this offense, now how it's clicking and firing on all cylinders, is only going to score three points in the second half. And then you saw how they basically got shut down again. Kelsey and Hill are going bananas in in the first half. They're doing whatever they want. McKinnon is getting handoffs too. CEH was getting some run as well. And then in the second half, what do you make of that second half by Mahomes? Because he posted the lowest QBR in his career in the second half. Right. No, I think it was, again, it was them getting away from being simple. I think they got excited because they had the lead and then just try to do some crazy stuff. You know, it's, it's, it's frustrating to watch because they honestly have probably the best – set of skill guides across the board because I feel like anyone, you name them, Tyreek Hill, Harmon, Travis Kelsey, McKinnon, Pringle, like all these dudes can take it 70 plus. All these guys. So you can get creative, but you don't need to go crazy throwing it downfield. All these guys can get you whatever you need and i just i just feel like they got away from the simple stuff the issue was they were trying all these things in the first half of the season where everyone was like man are they going to be the same they're not gonna they might not make the playoffs i made that prediction they might go nine and eight like i was involved in that crew saying crazy stuff and you know they they started winning ugly and then they started making some adjustments where it's like we're not okay i know everyone expects us to be that high-flying you know explosive offense but let's just let's just get back to the basics and do it that way you know and that's really what the playoffs are all about the playoffs is about winning the game period we're just trying to win the game we're not going to force the ball to anyone we're not going to try to get these stats we're not going to try to show out for tv we are going to try to win the game period you know and i think that's that's exactly you know, what they did not do. You know, I look at the Rams and Niners. That's what the Rams did. The Rams are like, hey, you know, we're just going to do our thing. We're going to play good football and take advantage of opportunities. And Cincinnati is, they're that team is like, look, you you can't keep this close. The kid the kid already proved this year is like, you keep it close, I'm a, I'm going. Or, hey, you want to get into a shootout? Let's do that too. Like he's, Joe Burrow's game with whatever. Um, I will give credit to, Especially to like the the Bengals defense has done yep. exceptionally well 
throughout this entire playoffs. Uh, Mike Hilton in the slot has been one of the best slot defenders this season alone. Uh, he's done a great job yesterday playing man versus Tyreek Hill. You know, Trey Flowers on Travis Kelsey. Mike Hilton was on Kelsey. Uh, and these guys were, were, were competing. Jesse Bates and Von Bell I played exceptionally well. as uh, Also, Von Bell was huge in the run game. And so, like, there was a certain swagger that that Bengals team has been playing with, especially the last, like, few weeks. Once they got into the playoffs, it was like, it was a swagger that was just different. Like, they just – it was kind of – they're playing with the energy of they're here to, like, like F it up for everybody, and they're embracing that. Like, we're here, we're here to mess everything up that you guys are trying to do, and we're going to embrace that. And that's how they're playing. And that's why it's, it's funny to watch. And, you know, I'm just a – I'm a big Burrow fan, not a Bengal fan. My kids are a Bengals fan because we have a Bengal kit in our house, and so they're all obsessed with the Bengals. Hey, the uh, the over in this game was like everyone's like, I think it might have been the most heavily wagered um, like pick of the weekend. Will not a side, but the over in that game, everyone thought fireworks. It was at fifty four and a half. The original one in the week seventeen matchup was fifty one. So you had about three and a half points more, but then that game also was 65 points. Right. And the idea of the chiefs at home, putting up a lot of points and uh, it didn't go over. Uh, It actually went under, came very close to it. And I just feel like this one was everyone's pick to just be like a lock, right? Like everyone likes using that word lock. Everyone thought the chiefs, a lot of money line parlay started off and I feel like anytime you have a scenario where the heavy favorite is playing in that first game, that first window, mm-hmm. you get a lot of people chasing later on. Because unless you were on the Bengals, which I wasn't, you're basically trying to catch up from your early morning losses. And that's what a lot of people were feeling yesterday. Yeah, no, it makes sense. You know, like you said, everyone got excited for the last game because that one was lots of fireworks. So, yeah, congrats to them. Congrats to the Rams, to the Bengals. The Bengals. How about that? That's, that's so. That's so weird, bro. Well, real, real quick, man. Before we we move on, because this is like, you know, this is something. I don't know how many more times we're going to be able to see something like this. What the Bengals did. So, they had a win total of six and a half wins coming into the year. Yep. The lowest win total to ever reach a Super Bowl were the Falcons in 2016, and it was seven and a half. Preseason, wow. two hundred to one to win the Super Bowl. After the first Ravens win, that first 200-yard game by Chase where they won in Baltimore, week seven, we're recording the show, they're 35-1 to one odds. After they beat Kansas City in week 17, they're 20-1 to one odds. They beat the Raiders, well, they're not going to win in Tennessee, then they're not going to win in Kansas City or Buffalo because, remember, they were the four seed, Right, 12-1 to one odds. And then even at halftime of the game against the Chiefs, 15 to 1 odds to win the Super Bowl if you were to live bet them right there at halftime down 21 to 3. Crazy, crazy, crazy. So if you're a Bengals fan, you were dropping dough in the Bengals. You're probably you probably made some good money this year. <laughs> I mean, if there was ever a time to bet on your I'm a I'm a I'm gonna bet on my favorite team kind of guy. You know, yeah. it's especially when like I know that they have a chance, right? I haven't thrown any money on the Giants the last couple of years because you know, let's say oh, yeah, speaking of you didn't tell me about your thoughts on Dabal going there. I love it. I love I love that they found a GM. Remember what I was telling you? I want a guy from Kansas City, Baltimore, Buffalo, right. a, a team like that. And you find 
two guys who know and play 2020 NFL football. Yeah, who's seen like, what it looks like at the highest level. You snatch two people. Yeah, yes, exactly. You're not getting these guys that want to, you know, establish the run and all those, you know, not embracing analytics and all that stuff. So you found two guys that are down with 2020s NFL football. Love it. Very good. All right. In our final segment, let's look ahead to the Super Bowl. Rams, Bengals, Bengals, Rams. Um, what's the uh, what's the line here? Let's talk about this. So the Rams are four point favorites over the Bengals. Will okay. Um. Yeah, I think that's about. I think that's fair. I think that makes sense. That's fair. I think that's fair. I think. Um. Yeah. The. I mean, the biggest key here is, is pretty obvious, right? It's the. It's the Rams D line versus the Bengals offensive line. I mean, that's that's pretty clear and obvious here because even even though. Burrow got it done. He was still running for his life a little bit, you know, a lot mm-hmm. of it, and and was able to find a way to make the plays. And and this this rested defensive line is going to be a, a a little different than the ones that he's seen. Even though Tennessee beat him down, he still got it done. This is going to be a little different, you know. You got two Hall of Famers chasing after you and Von Miller and Aaron Donald. Uh, two guys at one point was the best defensive player. Aaron Donald probably still is the best defensive player. But like you said, like you said, you just you just went down the list. There's just something about this Bengals team where, you know, them being the underdog and they're just embracing it and getting it done. So I do think the game will be within that range, the minus four or, you know, the the four point range. But, yeah, it's, again, it's going to be an interesting situation. I think that the the Rams are going to have to put up a ton of points, you know, because if this thing gets close, if this thing gets pretty ugly, this is something that the Bengals want. I think the Bengals are going to want this to be like that. So, however, though, I did mention that (laughs) Burrow can play any style of football. And with the plethora of talent at the skill position on both teams, this could be a wild game. This could be a crazy game uh, in terms of it, a high-scoring game. So, believe it or not, even though it looks weird on paper when you see Rams and Bengals, like, it's actually a pretty exciting game. I think it's going to uh, – I know people wind up Bucks-Chiefs or Rams-Chiefs or Rams-Bills, Bucks-Bills, something like that. But this is this is going to be exciting just because you have you have a team that's able to do that. So, I don't know, man. I do want the Rams to win. I, I want them to win simply because of the, all the storylines, the people on the team. It's like, it's like you know, Stafford, OBJ, and Weddle coming back. I talked to Weddle this morning. You know, he was like, it's crazy, you know, uh, for that to happen. And he said, one more to go, you know. And the the Rams went all in to to get this done. And But that's all the more the reason the spoilers come in the Bengals to get this done, too. <laughs> I think it's really cool that even though the Rams were in the Super Bowl and a lot of those guys were in the Super Bowl in 2018, you still got a lot of new faces right. in this. And yeah, some guys like Von Miller played in the Super Bowl, but you get Stafford finally getting there. Yeah, Von get, more than that. Yeah, yeah. He wrecked that game. <laughs> you get uh Was he MVP? Get, yeah, he was. Yeah. yeah. 
You get uh, Odell finally making it. Cooper Cup, what about that? Cooper Cup didn't play in that game. He tore his ACL right. that season, too. Yep. So that's why he was super emotional at, at the 50-yard line. was one game was away with the Jaguars. Right, in 2017. So it's cool, man. But, you know, it was funny. I saw this meme on uh, on Twitter, and it was hilarious. And it was like, Rams have the advantage. They have the Super Bowl experience. They got it in the trenches on both sides. They got the better head coach. And then it's like the counterpoint. It's Joe Burrow with the with the JB9 necklace that they asked him if, if he had fake diamonds, oh. which is what a question, right? If I showed up, Will, on the podcast or something like that, you might be like, hey, man, look, I know you do it well, but not that well. No, nah, but, I wouldn't, like but I wouldn't even care. <laughs> but it, here's the thing, though. It, it's like those reporters or beat writers. They ask the dumbest questions, dude. But I'll tell you what, though. Burrow, got the, he got the game wrong, man. There's, there's nothing wrong with rocking CZs, especially like, look, if you get, especially you're in the league. You know, then, you know, the, even though the person that asked him, you're in the league, so you can say whatever you want. They're going to believe it. Yeah. They're going to believe it. You know, I'm not going to lie. When I when I was drafted, I went and I went and bought a chain. You know, that was that was stupid. <laughs> I, was that the dumb purchase that you made when you first got money like that? Uh, yeah, I do. I bought like every Jordan, like one through 22 at the time. I think it was for every Jordan. I bought two chains. I bought I bought a Breitling watch. I need all this stuff now. I need my, I bought like two Gucci belts. <laughs> <laughs> I did. And I'd probably, actually, I bought I'd a Range Rover. The- I bought a Range Rover before I even got drafted. I was like, look, I need all my stuff now. <laughs> I love the Jordans. The Jordans is, that's a good call. That was probably my favorite thing that you brought though. I did because I, could, I couldn't really afford Jordans. I had one pair. My dad let me bid on eBay. I bid on the Bread 11s and Oh, dude, as soon as I got drafted, I went straight to the store. I was like, yeah, I need a 13 in all those, dude. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. Yo, Will, real quick, man. I don't think the line on this game is going to move much. It shouldn't. Um, After what happened this weekend? No way. I think it's going to stay at minus four. I think now it's at minus four. I think it'll close at minus four. It might go to like four and a half. It might go to three and a half. But I think ultimately, come kickoff, it's going to close at minus four. And a lot of times, like the initial drop was minus three and a half. Anytime you see the purest lines that a sports book puts out is always that initial line right. because there's no influence. There's no money coming in. There's no pro betters coming in. Nothing. This is what we think the line should be. And then from there, that's when things get navigated to whichever direction. So with it going to four right away, I think that's all professional money because, you know, Bill and Bob at the bar, they're not betting until Super Bowl Sunday. Bill and Bob at the bar, right? You like to play on words there? But Will, they're not gonna they're not gonna bet until game day. So anytime you see these big bets come in, it's usually professional betters that influence the lines this early ahead of a game like that. Very good. So who do you like? Listen, man, I'm financially invested on the Rams since the you summer. Are. <laughs> uh, it was so my they got Super Bowl it, they pick. Get it done. I need it. I'm not a hedge guy. I don't do hedges. I'm ride or die till the end. I'm loyal to my people. I'm loyal to my oh tickets. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so I'm with the Rams, man. I'm with the Rams. And also, you know, like I always, I always been an Odell guy. And uh, I always felt like he got severely criticized in New York. I feel like the Giants didn't deserve him also. Uh, so I, I'm rooting for him. There's a lot of guys on the Rams that I like. 
And, you know, I don't want to say that Burrow's going to get there again because, like, Marino thought that too, right? Year two, he goes to the Super Bowl, right. and then he never went back. So I don't want to say that, but I think the Rams, it's going to be a home game also. Well, it's going to be played in their home building. I think the Rams are the better team. They are the That's team. what it comes down to. There's no question yeah. about it. How Very about good. you? I like I I I just want the Rams to win. I don't say I like them, yeah. but I want them to win. <laughs> just being straight up. Fair. All right, that's it for today's show. And an announcement: I will say that this is actually going to be our last show. Um, sure, we are sad to go. We had a blast, but I mean, I will say this: you're still going to see me all over the place. I'm I'm blue wired. Obviously, veteran veterans minimum is still here, so we're still blue wire fam. We're still going to be all over the place doing things. I'm still going to be super annoying on everyone's podcasts and shows. So, yeah. So I want to say thank you so much for joining us on this journey. Um, I mean, we we done so much. We did 48 episodes, which is which is nuts, uh, which is crazy. So, again, thank you for the journey. Uh, you can follow me on all socials at Will Blackman. Nick, where can they find you? Nick Day is 10 on all social media. And, Will, this was dope, man. I really enjoyed it. The pods with you, meeting you in person too. We got the vibe out. Learned a lot from you. Uh, hope you learned some betting bars. Yeah, on, you learned that I'd rather sit in the room and eat room service versus go to a game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You also, you also just like sunned me by uh, calling out four or five plays. I'll never forget that, man. I've told so many people that. I didn't, you were how just did like, I, but I didn't, you keep using not that Not sun you, but like, yes. Nah, I mean that in like a kind way, right? I know like what you, you mean. You weren't yeah. showing me out, but it was I like, I know what you, know, you mean. Like, I'm from the East Coast. I know what you mean, but people here think like sun means like, sit your ass yeah. down. Nah, 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 but you, you know, I'm always, I've always been the sports dude in my group, right? Like everyone comes to me for like sports takes or, or, and all that. So I feel like I know football really well, but you're just calling plays that I've told all my buddies. I'm like, man, there's levels to this. Like I'm probably like a purple belt. He's he's a third degree black belt. Oh he's God. a jiu-jitsu term. But. Yeah, I got two red stripes. <laughs> all right, this man. This was fun, man. I appreciate you. Yeah. I mean, I mean yeah, the, this show's ending, but we're still, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. still going to have a ton of fun. So once again, this was upsets and underdogs presented by WinBet. See you around and yeah, talk to you soon.